you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 344 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's were swept in Toronto. It was, it wasn't good. We're going to go over some of my takeaways from this series. And uh, what could the A's have done better? You know, just some quick little things. Uh, In the second segment, I am going over Bob Melvin's declaration that the A's best baseball is still ahead of them. And uh, I got some supporting arguments for that. Just because I am the optimistic guy, that's kind of why you guys come here, is for the optimistic take. So I got that for you guys. And then in the third segment, of course, I know that it looks grim, but we're doing the wild, wild West watch. We do not give up on seasons here at Locked On A's. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. Also, make sure to check out uh, the Locked On MLB podcast with my pal, Sully. He's your pal, Sully. He's a great dude. He likes jumping in on my green rooms and, uh, you know, just talking baseball and whatnot. And he does uh, both present and past Major League Baseball. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, check it out. Go subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also, wherever you like hearing this podcast, you know, where you're listening now, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Hit subscribe. Um, yeah. And also uh, follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully something more than, oh my God, the A's are terrible. But you know, if it's like, if, if that's what your question is, I can answer it, but like form it in the form of a question, you know, phrase it in the form of a question. That would be very helpful. And then I can answer that and, and you know, do it on the show. We can do it on YouTube. We can do a live YouTube show. So send me questions. We'll have fun. And, uh, you know, it'll be interactive and whatnot. But let's talk about some of my takeaways from this series in Toronto. It was, do I say Toronto weird? It sounds like I do. Toronto. I guess that's how people, I don't know when I started saying the Toronto, but the T's there, so I might as well, may as well. <laughs> the, these are the, the beautiful insights you get after the A's get swept. Toronto, Toronto. Um, all right, so I don't want to relive this series. It was not fun for anybody. I mean, it was fun for Toronto fans and the players in Toronto. Probably a little bit of fun for Marcus Semyon, but I don't even know if he was like fully enjoying it because, you know, he was with the other team for most of his career. So uh, he probably enjoyed the hack out of it, (laughs) but I don't want to relive it. I got some takeaways. I got four takeaways. Let's start. Number one, here we go. The pitching matchups were rough. I said this on Friday's podcast. Uh, The pitching matchups in this series were very, very rough. Definitely favored the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Shamanaya was great on Friday and he was the A's best pitcher going. And he had come in pitching last month with a 10 ERA, a 990 ERA. So you didn't know what you're going to get out of him. And then you had Paul Blackburn, who's been good, but maybe overachieving just a little bit. And then Cole Irvin, who a team like the Toronto Blue Jays, it doesn't matter where you, if you're hitting your spots or not, they're going to really take advantage of you. So uh, 
the pitching matchups were not in the A's favor. They also had to face uh, Jose Barrios on Saturday. And then, and then uh, on Sunday, they had uh, Robbie Ray, who almost didn't allow any hits. So he was really, really good. He's also one of the top A young, uh, AL Cy Young contenders. So it was a tough draw for the A's. And if they had had Chris Bassett and Frankie Montas going in this series, uh, obviously Chris Bassett's still on the injured list, uh, recovering from getting hit in the head with a line drive. But uh, Frankie Montas had just pitched on Thursday. Um, and also he couldn't get into Canada visa issues or something. I- I'm not positive, but he was not available for the series. So it's not like he was going to pitch because his turn was not up. So it didn't really matter. But if you had lined up the pitching staffs a little bit better, it looked like Toronto had lined up their staffs and the A's had not. And it's not any fault of anybody. It's just that's how the cards were dealt. And uh, Toronto was dealt a much, much better hand. So that's one of my takeaways. Does it mean that the Blue Jays are, you know, way, way better or way, way worse than they showed? No, not necessarily. They they hit the crap out of the ball all weekend. And the A's also hit the crap out of the ball for two of these games. And granted, one of them was Saturday against uh, Joaquin Soria and not much else on the rest of Saturday's game or on Sunday. But Friday, they should have won. And that was that was all the bullpen. And let's get into one of my other takeaways. And that is, why was Sean Manaya not out there for the eighth inning? He was at 86 pitches after seven. And he had absolutely shut down the Toronto Blue Jays for seven innings. And I know that the argument is he was about to go through the order one more time. The top of the order was coming up. He was going to go 9-1-2. Those are the next three batters up. And... Th- Again, scary, scary lineup. But with how the A's bullpen has been of late, why give them more outs to go get? And also, furthermore, if you will, if Lou Trevino has been struggling that bad and you're going to use him in the seventh as like a pick-me-up in you know a, a, a game when you got a four-run lead, wh- why not? No. I mean, didn't he try it on Saturday too? And he... Wasn't any better with a uh, four-run deficit, but six-run lead. Oh, God, they gave up six runs, not four. That's my bad. My thing is, if if you're going to use somebody, somebody in these uh, in the eighth inning right there and use Mario Petit was already available and he hasn't been struggling nearly as bad as Lou Trevino, why not just go straight to use Mario Petit and then go to Romo or Chafin or whatever the hell your plan was for Friday why not do that from the start? Why try to work Lou Trevino in there? I don't care about Lou Trevino right now. He's not getting it done. He's arguably single-handedly taken the A's out of the playoff race for a minute. So uh, maybe stop giving him chances. Give him the Sam Mole role. I want to see more from Sam Mole right now than I do from Lou Trevino because he has not been pitching great. And Sam Mole pitched a couple of good innings, a mop-up innings. But he didn't allow any runs. So good job from Sam Mole. Um, yeah, th- th- I guess I combine takeaways two and three. So th- there's the bullpen stuff. And then number four, Trevino on Saturday down by four is fine with me because they probably weren't going to be scoring runs. They they scored runs in, in the ninth inning and made it close. But I think that if whoever... Jesus himself had come out and pitched a flawless, a flawless, uh, what was it, the the eighth inning, I guess, on Saturday. Uh, If he had pitched a flawless eighth inning and then the the A's got their crack in the ninth against whoever was pitching, it was not going to be Joaquin Soria. It's because they had a six-run lead. Six-run? No. Whatever run lead it was, 
They all blend together. DA's lost a bunch of heartbreaking. I don't need the stats right now. I just, I have the feelings. <laughs> it matters if it was a four-run lead. They're not throwing out Joaquin Soria. If it's a seven-run lead, who cares? It doesn't matter. It, they are like, go out there, Joaquin. Have fun. Maybe they're doing their, their Lou Trevino impression with him. Or maybe he's also being affected by A's relievers and former A's relievers. Not just having it right now. So that's that. Um, those are my takeaways. And it was a rough, rough weekend. Hopefully that makes it slightly better. It doesn't, but it's better than talking about specifics. It's more like, ah, eh, just weird decisions that were made, I guess. Um, and, you know, I know that Bob Melvin is kind of the decision maker uh, on the field for the most part. And he had some not questionable. I'm not going to question him because for the most part, yes. The Shamanaya move probably leave him in, but everything else, fine, whatever. It does not matter to me. And also maybe use, use Mary Petit instead of Lou Trevino, but th that was like one move in two. So it's really, he messed it up twice, but other than that, whatever, I I'm not mad. And also everybody's like, oh yeah, fire the bullpen into the sun, but also fire Bob Melvin. And those are ridiculous coexisting thoughts to me because if you're going to fire the bullpen into the sun, which was a very common reply to some of my tweets this weekend. Um, and then I said, no, that's not going to happen because it costs too much money and John Fisher wouldn't allow it. Ha. Because nobody is getting outs right now. That, that's my, basically my thought is nobody's getting outs. And so if nobody can get outs, how can you blame Bob Melvin for nobody getting outs or going to the wrong guy in certain situations? Who do you want to pitch? Nobody's doing a good job. So, meh, whatever, I guess. Anyways, uh, that's all that I got on that front. Coming up on the show, I'm talking about Bob Melvin's comments about why the A's best play is coming ahead of them. So stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I will be right back. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get your, all of your entertainment that you love without the hassle, and that great way is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling rem remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? I am one of those people that always loses, and it's because it's rigged against me. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. And neither do I, for, for, for being honest here. And that is why we are introducing Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head -head fantasy matchup. You guys are in total control and Stat Hero's daily fantasy the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. -on -one. 
play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. Uh, they're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at my Jason B on uh, Twitter and, and Spotify Greenroom. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, let's get into what Bob Melvin said. Uh, I'm quoting from The Athletic. He said it's all the reporters, but specifically to Steve Berman of The Athletic. Here we go. Bob Melvin told reporters after the game, quote, I think the best part of our season is yet to come. I really do. I think that we're going to get home. We're going to, uh, we're going to play our best stretch of baseball and we're going to get on a run before the season's over. End quote. That's from the athletic. Thank you to Steve Berman and uh, Bob Melvin for the quote. I know that it sounds optimistic, especially after letting the Toronto Blue Jays back into the playoff picture. The I'll get into where they are in the standings. And if you listen to Friday's episode, you know where they are in the standings. Or if you have, you know, the MLB app, you, you know where they are in the standings. But it's a, it's a very close race right now. And the A's have been very, very up and down. And if they can figure out the bullpen, which has been okay, then maybe, just maybe, this team can actually start hitting all strides at the same time because their bats really started to come around this past week, both against Detroit, who has good pitching, uh, not like established pitching yet, but good pitching. And then the Toronto Blue Jays, they scored some decent runs against them. Granted, it wasn't against their a lot of their uh, starting pitching. It was mostly against their relievers on Saturday and Sunday. So, or nothing on Saturday, let's say. So, are they going to be good against better pitching than they faced this past week? That's that's up for debate. But Mark Hanna is arguably out of out of his slump right now. He's back to being Mark Hanna. He was he's been amazing. Uh, Matt Chapman's been doing mostly a lot better. Uh, Matt Olson's been doing a little bit better. Sterling Marte played on Sunday after getting hit, so that's a plus for sure. Um, they, they've got some guys, and that the offense was looking a lot better. So that's. That's the hope right now, I guess, is can the A's finally, for one time this season, for just a few weeks heading into the playoffs, if they can make it, get going on all cylinders? Because if they do, this team is actually pretty solid. I, I still think that they're a very good team if they're clicking, and they have not clicked all year, so why not now? Uh, there was somebody that replied to something on Twitter and said that this team is fickle, and they are, but why not be good fickle for a little bit and make a run, just make a run. So I think that that's kind of where Bob Melvin is. And what, what do you really want him to say? Yeah, no, we're done. We're cooked. We're still, we're four games out of the playoffs. Eh, we're screwed. May as well just pack it in the next three weeks. Is that what the fans would want to hear? Cause I know that there are a lot of people that are like, what's he saying? <laughs> that's a ridiculous answer. But what do you want him to say then? If do you want him to just admit defeat? Cause that doesn't make sense either. So I think that he's optimistic, but without necessarily a rhyme or reason. And I'm okay with that. I'm the same exact way right now. And the reason that I am that way is because for almost a year now on this podcast and newly on this YouTube channel, uh, I've been saying it feels like this is the last run for this squad. Uh, this offseason, we 
could very well see the departures of Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, maybe Ramon Laureano, if somebody, if they can get a good package for him, even though he's suspended, maybe Chris Bassett, even though he's going to be returning from injury, maybe Sean Manaya, uh, Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas' value is the highest it's going to be, probably. So they've got a lot of good core pieces right now that they could trade, that they still have team control over, that they would have to move this offseason, maybe at the trade deadline next year, but probably this offseason. And this is the last run. So if they're with that thought in mind, why not try and enjoy the last run that we might see for the next four or five years? Why not? Is it going to be their best chance? Maybe not. They've had a lot of really good chances, but how many times have we seen the actual best team in baseball win the whole thing? We saw the Giants do it in uh, 10, 12, and 14. They were never the best team in baseball, but they got hot and they had uh, one guy that just shut everybody down. And maybe that's Frankie Montas for the A's in this uh, postseason. I don't know that he can pitch as often as uh, Mad Bum did in 2014, but eh, you know, you, you could shut somebody down for seven or eight or, you know, completely blow up. One of those two things is likely to happen. But with the end probably in sight for a lot of us, why not just enjoy the last, you know, few weeks that we have of this season overall and also competitive baseball, most likely, because the Mariners, uh, they're coming and arguably they're here because they they overtook the A's in the standings right now. The A's are now in third place in the AL West, and that's obviously not great. Uh, it feels like Seattle's peaking sooner than we thought, but they're going to be even better in the coming seasons. Are they a little bit lucky right now? Maybe, but they're very, very good in one-run games. That means they have a really, really good bullpen, and that's kind of what you need. And they they can beat up on the divisional opponents. So maybe they they help out the A's and themselves uh, playing against the Astros uh, coming up Monday and win Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That'd be nice. But I think that that's where I'm at right now. Is I want this potentially last run to just be memorable. I, I would like to see. Uh, good things because I'm going to have plenty of time to, you know, uh, complain and moan about bad decisions and stuff over the next few years, I assume. Uh, maybe these are going to move too. So there's that. Um, lots of things to be actually mad about that haven't happened yet, but look like they could be potentially on the horizon. So I'm going to enjoy where I am in the moment right now. Uh, to borrow a phrase from 2014, I'm going to stop and smell the roses along the way before they uh, tear this thing completely down. and. We'll see what happens from there. Um, I mean, let's see what happens because the A's have just been up and down. They've been very, very up and down. The bats just came alive this past week and they're, they make these really, really weird about face changes where it's like, we're terrible. We're terrible. We're terrible. Oh no, no. Now we're really good. And so maybe they can just do the really good thing for a few weeks and make it to the postseason, and then just do it for a few more weeks. And then eh, we'll see. Are they going to win the World Series? I don't know. Probably not. But I can still dream right now. That's all that I really hope for as a baseball fan. It just be in, in, in September. Maybe don't lose as many heartbreaking ways as you can down the stretch, but just be in it in September. That's all that I'm hoping for. So uh, that, that's all that I got for you guys on what Bob Melvin said and where I'm kind of standing right now and why I'm the optimistic guy. I'm sure I'll have plenty of pessimism in the coming years, but that's why I'm the optimistic guy right now. But coming up on the show, we are going over the wild, wild west. Watch us stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. 
Did you know the Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. And when you guys talk to a Bilt Bar fan like myself, I'm talking at you, but it's kind of like we're having a conversation. They are, I am definitely passionate about my favorites. If you listen to the podcast before, you know that my favorite is Cherry Marcia. But they also have coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, coca- uh, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor, as always, Cherry Marcia. And if you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mix box where they will where they will send you two of each of their nine flavors. It's a it's a great way. If you don't know, if you've never been exposed to Built Bars, that's a great taster pack for you guys. And they also have some uh, some special flavors every now and then, like coconut brownie chunk. If you ever go to their website and you see coconut brownie chunk, get all of the boxes. Completely wipe them out of coconut brownie chunk. You will not be disappointed. It is absolutely amazing. That's. That's my overall favorite, but it's not there all the time. So you got to click on the website uh, at all hours of the day. So if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. It's that time of year again and all eyes are now returning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, and that is when you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. That is this coming Thursday. That's also the season opener for the NFL between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing to baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ice Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Also, do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. Everything that I just mentioned, there are links in the show notes. Uh, click on the show notes. It's there for you guys. And uh, yeah, send us, send us your questions and I'll do a, a live YouTube and we'll answer questions. We'll have a dialogue. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be like Spotify Green Room, but you can see me. <laughs> so that's just another thing that you can do with me. It's good times. Uh, but let's get into the wild, wild Westwatch Houston. Starting with Houston. I know that uh, things are looking a little bit Houston. <laughs> Houston lost two out of three to the San Diego Padres. And uh, that is why I am wearing my San Diego swaggy shirt <laughs> because I was happy and a thank you. Uh, they lost two out of three to San Diego over the weekend and now head home to face the Mariners for three games. Uh, and that uh, series starts up on Monday. So while the A's bullpen has been absolutely horrid since August 21st, that's the 
uh, Saturday game that the A's dropped to the Giants. So if you remember that game, since then, the A's have the worst bullpen in baseball, like a 750 ERA. But in that same span, the Houston Astros are 29th in baseball in bullpen ERA, and they have a 654 ERA. That's not great. Uh, the White Sox, who are the A's next opponent, have uh, a 544 ERA, a bullpen ERA, and that is 28th in baseball. So just absolutely playoff hopefuls. So two likely playoff teams in the A's. Uh, just absolutely horrendous bullpens the last couple of weeks. And I just thought that that was absolutely fascinating. So yay. Uh, moving on. I, I'm skipping over the Yankees. If you want to know, they lost uh, two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles and they're doing whatever. I'll say where they are in the standings, but that's whatever. Uh, I, I feel like the A's need to focus on either the division or the second wild card for right now. And I know that there's there's not a lot of difference, but meh, for time. The Boston Red Sox, they won two out of three against uh, Cleveland, and they get three against Tampa at home in Boston coming up starting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that'll be interesting. Go Tampa again. Yay, Tampa. Tampa's got like a seven and a half game lead. They're doing They're doing pretty good. The Seattle Mariners swept Arizona, and in order to do so, they had to put up seven runs in the 11th inning on Sunday to complete the sweep. That's a that's an outburst right there in the 11th. So, congrats, I guess. Uh, I am moderately scared of the Seattle Mariners already, and I they're not even like necessarily like at their peak yet. They're they're getting there. They're kind of they're almost like a cute competitive team. They're about to be a fearsome. Uh, God-fearing competitive team before too long, and it's terrifying. Uh, moving on, the Toronto Blue Jays, we know what they did, but their schedule coming up, uh, they get four in Yankee Stadium, and uh, that, that is going to be a lot of fun. So that's Monday through Thursday for them and the Yankees, and with the Blue Jays bats swinging like they have been, oh boy, uh, bet the over is, is my guess. <laughs> because Wow, they scored so many runs. It too many runs? I don't know. Was that the A's bullpen or was that the Toronto Bats? Maybe it was both. Uh, so to catch you guys up, the Houston Astros are five and a half up on the A's in the AL West. The New York Yankees are four and a half up on the A's in the for the first wild card spot. The Red Sox are four up on the A's. Seattle is one up on the A's, but they're not technically a playoff team yet. And then the A's and Toronto are now tied in the wildcard race. Uh, they're fourth and tied for fourth, I guess, is what position they would be in. So that's fun. Um, who do we root for between that's you got Toronto playing the, the Yankees and you can never root for the Yankees. So go Toronto, I guess even though they are currently tied with the A's. And then you got Seattle going up against the Houston Astros yet again. And I don't really dislike the Mariners yet because uh, they haven't made the playoffs in 20 years, but um, go them because I can't root for the Astros. So I'm hoping for those two teams, I think, over the next few days. And then hopefully everything just gets a lot closer. Like both these teams sweep, the A's sweep, and then everything is just a lot closer in both the AL West and the AL wildcard, that would be the most fun. And then hopefully the A's can just like sneak their way in somehow. Uh, that's the hope that uh, I'm holding on to right now. But uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. Hopefully I made you feel slightly better by not talking explicitly about any particular moments. 
because there there was there's been some soul crushing moments over the past few weeks and and both on and off the field. It's been a rough few weeks for for A's fans everywhere. Hopefully Ray Fossey's doing okay. Uh, Chris Bassett seems to be doing all right, and it's good that that's happening. Uh, Ramon Laureano, no idea what he's up to. And then also uh, the, the, all of the play on the field. So uh, just, oh boy, what what a time. But uh, that, that's all that I got for you guys today. I'll be back tomorrow talking with Dan Wilson, I believe, uh, of Locked On Padres, or uh, Locked On Phillies. And he is going to help me get through how to deal with a just absolutely horrendous bullpen because the Phillies have had just really bad bullpens the last couple of years. And I'm going to ask him, like what if what his favorite drink is? I don't know. Like how does he get through it? Because uh, it, it's about to be a long. It's going to be a, a long time, you guys. <laughs> and also, I'm going to ask him some rebuild questions. It's going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted but fun. And uh, I've never talked to Dan before, so it'll be a new guest for everybody. So that'll be a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy that. So subscribe to the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room rep. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. But that's it for me today, guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.